Once Major League Baseball's spring training camps open, the publishing industry gets ready to launch dozens of new baseball books. As baseball fans shake off the winter blues, commercial and academic presses hope fans will want to warm themselves and get ready for a new season by reading about baseball's past seasons. The most noteworthy baseball book published last year was Jane Levy's The Big Fella, Babe Ruth and the World He Created, published by HarperCollins. A New York Times bestseller, it was named Baseball's Best History or Biography for 2018 by the Society for American Baseball Research. In The Big Fellow, Levy, as she did in her biography of Sandy Koufax, takes a single event, in this case, Ruth's barnstorming tour in 1927 with Lou Gehrig, as a centerpiece for her narrative of Ruth's life from his early days, when he was sent by his father to a Baltimore orphanage, to his extraordinary and tumultuous career with the New York Yankees, a career that Levy contends changed America's culture. No one roared more during the Roaring Twenties than Babe Ruth. Ruth was far from perfect. He could be loud and abrasive and impossibly immature. But he was a perfect fit for the times. A man of mighty appetites and unrestrained desires, the Babe was a metaphor for the big, broadening shoulders of America. Ruth himself once said, I like to live as big as I can. In an era when our country was burgeoning with power, no one hit the ball farther and louder than Babe Ruth. The reason that Levy selected the 1927 barnstorming tour was that Ruth was coming off the most monumental and memorable season of his career. In 1927, he hit 60 home runs, a record that would stand until the Yankees' Roger Maris broke it in 1961 with the help of a season expanded from 154 to 162 games. In the 1927 World Series, the Yankees, with Ruth hitting the only home runs, swept the Pittsburgh Pirates in four games. Ruth's 1927 barnstorming tour lasted three weeks and took him cross-country from New Jersey to California. At every stop, Ruth was mobbed by fans who often disrupted the game by storming the field. Major League Baseball ended at the Mississippi River where the St. Louis Cardinals were. Babe Ruth went on barnstorming tours after the season. He was spreading baseball across the country. Levy uses the fan frenzy to illustrate Ruth's hold at the height of his career on the imagination of Americans and the difficulty of finding the man behind the legend. While Levy's book claims it breaks through the mythology that is obscure the legend and delivers the man, the big fellow spends most of its narrative recounting the gargantuan appetites and Herculean feats that transformed Ruth into an American idol. There was, however, another Ruth biography published last year that does cut through the legend to get at the man. Edmund Worley's Breaking Babe Ruth, baseball's campaign against its biggest star, published by the University of Missouri Press, unveils Ruth as more victim than hero. Fearing that Ruth was becoming bigger than the game, baseball owners and their commissioner, abetted by sports writers who portrayed Ruth as an ignorant man-child, used threats, fines, and suspensions to control Ruth, eventually forcing him into submission. While Ruth was a free spirit and often defied baseball's establishment, the reserve clause gave the owners the weapon they needed to stifle Ruth. While he had a running battle with Yankee ownership over his salary, he had no option other than holding out or making an idle threat to leave the game. Toward the end of his career, Ruth, struggling with injuries and illness, gave in to ownership demands 
because he wanted to become a major league manager after his playing career was over. But baseball's establishment, once the aging Ruth was no longer a threat, exploited the image of Ruth as a man-child incapable of managing himself and blackballed him. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. New York, Babe Ruth, the all-time baseball great, just died in Memorial Hospital of Cancer. When Ruth died of cancer on August 16, 1948, at the age of 53, an estimated 82,000 mourners wound around Yankee Stadium where Ruth's body lay in state. The people who came to get their last look at him just absolutely were staggering. It amazed me. I remember being ushered up to the casket. Imagine there was Babe Ruth. I was handed a ball. I had looked at the ball and some sensitive person had written on this ball, safe at home. I put the ball right next to his hand and I thought, wow, I mean, here he is, he's home. He's where he belongs. Over 6,000 surrounded St. Patrick's Cathedral for Ruth's funeral mass. While sports writers lamented the loss of the big fella and celebrated his legendary exploits, the man who was finally laid to rest had his spirit broken before cancer eventually destroyed his body. But in many ways, he's never left the game. The standards that he set, the legends that he created, are still very much with us. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.